Yes, dear, I am ghost man. I'm very dead. I must sit down and write out these notes before it's too late. What are you about to read may sound completely incredible to you, but believe me, there are things in life as of yours that no one can comprehend, and yet they are here among us. So I ask you to keep an open mind as you read this account of my beloved heaven. I left her body willingly, but couldn't get back. Her body became an unwilling corpse. Children are only amateur in the art of hypnotism, but amateur can learn many forbidden things from the pandering of forgotten books. Perhaps I did skim lightly the pages that gave you the check for that horrible experiment. Perhaps, perhaps my mind was not strong enough. I do not believe that. For how could I have willed the hideous thing to happen? True, I did not mean it to. As it seemed, it must have been the wording of that terrible command. It is further than thirty. Being necessary to complete these notes. I've been experimenting with Helen for many months. She trusts me implicably. And may why shouldn't she? I love her dearly and she loves me. After a few months of nightly experiments, she had no control over the matter. I could hypnotize her at will by merely willing it. So how can anyone say my mind is not strong, strong and sane, definitely sane? In fact, too sane, too strong. Mine were weaker mind. This astral nightmare might have never been a reality. I was visiting Helen at a little cottage, cottage close to us, my home. Soon we would be married with her golden drowsy head upon my shoulder. We talked of the wonderful things we could have. Well, not actually talked. We used words, no sounds. So called telepathy. But still, it wasn't that. Although the idea was the same. I could would hypnotize Helen. We rise up and sleep until she was on the verge of waking and hold her up there. And slightly hypnotizing myself, we could converse freely and tirelessly. Our thought belonged to each other. During one lapse in our thought conversation, I remember reading this ancient Peruvian book, an astral body experiment. I remember then, as I sadly do now, I never finished the volume. In fact, translating to Norwegian so laboriously, I had only studied the method of releasing astral body. Body. I wheeled out Helen to sit up and mindfully and carefully mind my thoughts. I told her to close her eyes and picture in the brain room about her. The picture before her. So it was this a proposition of the furniture and the, the lamps and discarded book on the floor and myself. A few minutes later, few minutes passed while she struggled with this room and she command. But soon she saw the room clearly and could even through closed lids note the movement of a certain light curtain. It rustled with faint breeze as exuberant and commanded her to gaze carefully about her moving a body till a light felt a lightness then to rise a moment a minute or two late passed in silence. Every silence that should have noted as a foreboding of doom. I had much too interested to sense such things. While these folk none but do now what none now do what do I do? I told her to rise as I commanded. But I have, she thought. I was still sitting on the couch. Her eyes were closed and her full regular breathing rustled her by her dress. Her hands rested gently in her abdomen, but her hand had risen to float in the air behind her. The experiment was a success. I told her to turn and look at the couch, but hardly had the thoughts formed in my mind. 
with a frightful change came with a shell and sat there. I knew it wasn't Helen. My mind beside me sought the question. Lady Ireland's eyes opened ponderously, as though the mind that controlled them wasn't sure of its power. Then the eyes, shuckling wise and age old, gazed up at me evilly, as though they could see Helen's shrieking mind, shrieking questions, and pleading and begging me to give her body back her body. For a moment my dazed mind didn't grasp what had happened. I realized that a homeless wandering Earthpit had found what we sought, a vacant body, a body with life, but no mind had entered it, Helen's body. His old and evil spirit, as it pleaded, as I pleaded for him to leave, he laughed, not mockingly, became mad and threatened him, and still he laughed, a triumphant crackle. Perhaps I did go a little mad then, but who wouldn't hurt? Who had to review the terrifying things that were followed? Having grateful hands twitched and spoke moderately, a dope fiend crazed with the want of drugs, a pretty mouth drooling and mouthing, choked sacrilegiously in vocations. In the semi gloom of the room, it seemed that her cheeks became hollow and sunken, her cheekbones bones rose, deep lines appeared under her eyes and spread rapidly about the hollows of her face. The eyes and deep sinking sockets became brighter and brighter until I certainly had burst into flame. The brilliance seemed to add light to the hot room. Helen's lips twisted a mocking smile, and suddenly I noticed her face was becoming black and aged, and as her golden hair was turning to platinum to a growing silver. Within five minutes, Helen become an old woman. The transvolution for information had not been finished. The brilliance of her eyes, clothed rain, was dulled a bit and her eyes closed slightly and rose to the corners like an oriental slant. Her face became young and beautiful as a aesthetic type, almost cubic, but her dark tint, like dark tan, remained spread quickly over Helen's throat and stopped there as though an invisible hand had drawn a mystic line to medication at the base of a column spreading sleeves. Helen had changed to that of a young, pale-haired oriental. Helen's lush body rose jerkily, her innocent blue eyes now mocking and inviting, reflected with blood in their dark depths of triumph over death, yet Helen's mind still floated beside me. Her spirit still sobbed and pleaded my brain while the demon gained control over her body. From the depths of Helen's throat came a soft, inviting purr. Her lips quivered questioningly. I backed around a table. A nightmare approached. The demon became angry and hastened after me with a hideous rolling stride that caused her body to quiver convulsively. My triumphant roar and the demon leaped upon me. He crashed the floor. I thrust the horror away. Quick motion and leaped to my feet. The demon snarled and rose to a low crouch like an offensive snake coiled and tensed. Sure of its victim, Helen's body crept after me. Suddenly I knew what to do. I commanded the demon to leave Helen's body. I would destroy him. A mocking purr came from the oriental lips. They flashed dangerously. He and I knew that I had no control of his mind. I sidestepped the demon and lunged. I warned the, and warned the horror that I could still control over Helen's body. Through Helen's mind was gone. The body was long associated with my commands, obeying me. I could, would obey my suggestions even more fully now. 
Then when this by had a subconscious mind, but still the demon advanced. For it acted, the commanding nerves of Helen's body repelled in his vader. Yeah, the exact words I do not remember, I mean that the body would cease that action which scarred the communication of the demon. But nervousness in a moment, I forgot the command control. I had over Helen's poor body. What they meant was that I didn't, what they said was two different things. Everybody took my words literally. Suddenly, Harvey change came upon the flesh. It boiled and split in a thousand pieces. The flesh became flood of seeping blood. Our body was not only its blending intruder, but its enormous nervous system as well. It was all over for a moment, over the moment, and nothing I could do. The ball boiled away. You see, poor island, frightened, foul face. A network of fine red lines, exposed nerves running about her like a stream of feeling. Ten minutes to twelve now. Not much time. Not much time is left. They say I had blood on my hands. Of course I had blood on my hands. Did I weep over her poor ruptured body? An hour before I killed, called the police. I loved her madly. Perhaps it was out of my mind. I remember my madness. I tried all sorts of artificial restoration. Anything prove my shattered love. Perhaps I go do had was mad to do that. But anyone would could see that she was dead. Even Helen seems to feel my tenseness of the hour draws near. Thomas, Thomas, and mine cries in my brain. Anybody would do, Thomas. You could let get me another brain body, a newborn baby. How could I do that? What? How how could I do what my beloved Helen desired on Palace? Instead of trial I'd be murdered. My head in a manner unknown. I tried to explain, but he wouldn't believe my story. They called me mad. Only saying yes, no, it was. That's how I got the blood in my hands. I can't, didn't kill her. It's a horrible mistake. Why should I kill her? Murder my love? It's all a dream. It must be. This couldn't have happened. Two minutes to twelve. I hear the steps of the wall half. Oh, equally gloomy in the cold walls. It'll be a relief, true, if they were free. Find a body for Helen. Streaking faults. A man who tormented me. She knows it. She knows she's doomed to life for everlasting. Live forever in limbo between light and shadow. Well, what am I, can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I know I have it. Why didn't I think of it before? Nothing to do to it. Yes, it's doom. It dooms me too. But midnight, there are the lower door. They're at the door now. The said men make sudden that the laws, even courts, shall hang me by the neck till dead. They're fuming, fumbling by the lock. I have a few moments for barely enough. But I can do it. I can do it. I hypnotise myself numerous times. The second is necessary. Merely dropping to sleep. It's easy that. I'm picturing the room. It's all about me rising. A moment and will be with Helen. Perhaps our astral bodies will confine new homes and live forever and ever with mortal peace, mortal peace and love. The end.